Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thank you for joining me today. I'm here with KDP YouTuber, Paul Marles. Hey Paul, thanks for being here. Hey, how you doing Ryan? Hey, I'm doing great. And uh, how about right off the right off the start, do you want to just introduce my viewers to what your channel is all about? Yeah, my channel is Paul Miles, which is my name, and mostly... Link right um, here. Excellent. But I mostly concentrate on um, KDP publishing, publishing low content and no content books. So I look at all the, you know, how to create covers, interiors, look at all the resources, and how to get your books listed on Amazon, basically, with, you know, keyword research, that type of thing. And, and hopefully, you know, get people earning money online with it. Yeah, I love that. And I've watched a couple of your videos. And one thing I do appreciate is I always really appreciate when you when when you or any other YouTuber is giving not just high level advice, but then you switch into the screen recording mode and you're giving practical, yeah. actionable advice, which the way you, your approach to the keyword research and your niche selection, I noticed like, you know, it's nothing great. It's not like some advanced strategy. It's pretty basic, but it, it works. And I love when people do that. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, if you start making things too complicated, it's, it becomes very difficult to follow, very difficult to, you know, people to, to actually implement what you're doing. I mean, I've watched loads of videos over the years and you get bogged down in the details. So I just right. try to cut down what I've been doing over the last couple of years into something that's simple that people can follow with just a few rules. Um, and, yeah, it seems to work. I mean, it seems to mm -hmm. work for people. Um, and I know a lot of people do try and find issues with it, but... You know, I think if you try and keep it simple, it often, you know, these things often work a lot better. Yeah, I agree 100%. And one uh, thing I noticed that we kind of do differently, and I, we talked about this a little bit off camera, is that my approach to print, or not print on demand, my approach to KDP is a lot of like, it's more or less like trickle down from my print on demand. So I'll optimize my designs for like Amazon merch t-shirts. You know, I'm in tier 100,000 now, so I'm trying to make 100,000 unique designs and I'm going crazy doing it, but and then I'll convert those to KDP books. But how do you yeah. approach your KDP? Uh, K let's just call it KDP first uh, approach. Yeah, I mean, that's how I started off with, you know, similar sort of things because I was doing merch and I started off with getting my T-shirt designs, putting them onto book covers, you know, just basic uh, plain lines, journals. Mm -hmm. And then I started designing different patterns and they sold initially. And this was, what, 2018. So I don't think there was as many people doing the, the books then. I was getting sales, um, but then all of a sudden one day I thought, because I'm sort of involved with sports, particularly with my son who plays tennis to, to quite a high level, and nice. it suddenly occurred to me when they're training, they make a note of you know, what they're doing in logbooks that the, the coach provides them, and I thought, well, I could do that, and then I start to think about other sports. So that changed my mindset really to go from, you know, pattern things, things that look nice that people may or may not buy, just things that people can use. And I did that. I really hammered it over a period of about, it must have been from about November 18 through to May 19. And I uploaded, must have been about 1,500, nearly 2,000 books. Nice. Um, and yeah, and the sales were coming through and I was going doing more and more obscure sports and just sort of covering everything. And then I started on with the, not just the training logs, but things like nutrition logs, strength logs, conditioning logs, all the different types that um, 
sports people need. And, and they were, and they were right. selling. And then I got into the, the business side. I noticed that. I thought, well, I'll just continue creating books that people want to use, i.e. give the market what it wants. And I noticed that lots of business logbooks were selling, you know, like accountancy mm-hmm. logbooks. Boring niches, if you like. You know, nothing exciting. Who cares <laughs> if it sells? <laughs> yeah, that sell regularly and all year round. And, um, yeah, I started targeting those. And then I just – sales just went up and up and up. And – yeah, and this year, since you know lockdown occurred, sales have just taken off. Crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I had my Chris December time, holiday uh, Christmas time. That you know, it was it was like my best month to date. And then it went quiet a bit for a couple of months, and then when lockdown occurred, it sort of went to Christmas levels and has surpassed that. I mean. I, I don't know why. Well, I, I've got an idea why, because people are buying online now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, true. Changing yeah. that. Yeah. I, um, for me, like outside of just my generic approach to, like I kind of described it, like print on demand first and then let it trickle down to KDP, you know, really the low and no content, you know, simple, simple interiors. Yeah. Um, the only one that I really like manually attacked was more geared towards like, you know, cause I saw it selling so well, honestly, using programs like BookBolt to do product research. Like I was doing a lot of corporate, like gag gifts, white elephant, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like office funny, you know, cause people, in, yeah. I, I, back before I quit my day job, I was working one of those jobs and like, yeah, everybody's carrying around these notebooks. You know, I didn't honestly ever write anything by hand. I was a com- straight up computer guy, but yeah. Um, yeah. And so I sold a lot of those, man. I had, I mean, for me, like I actually started KDP in October of 20, was it 2019? Yeah, it was. So I started it late and I just got really lucky, I guess, more or less. I mean, yeah. I was 10, 10 weeks in heading into the fourth quarter. Like I started in October. So it was right at the peak time. And I ended up doing 3,500 in profit in 10 weeks from, from not even being on KDP. Yeah. Um, how, yeah was I mean, your, how was your fourth quarter? No, it was good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I said I'd been by time fourth quarter came around, I've been doing the business books um, for a few months because I started the business books around about June 19 and yeah sales just slowly increased and even over the you know December surprisingly because I thought well people won't be buying these sorts of books the sales continue to to just increase um, but yeah those sorts of books that you'll mention the gag gift type things are perfect I think for the for the fourth quarter and you'll probably find if you've still got those on KDP that sales will start to increase again I'm hoping <laughs> yeah I just think there's a lot more I mean what compared to when I started, I think there's a lot more competition for those sorts of books now because they're so easy to produce. You know, you've got a lined interior, 120 page right. interior, and you can just create and create quite so easily. You, uh, and let me just real backtrack for two seconds for the audience yeah. that is interested in KDP, but literally only has heard us say the acronym and doesn't know anything beyond that. Um, can you give like a one minute intro to what Amazon KDP is, how it works as far as like, you know, what we need to upload to create a listing? Yeah, sure. I mean, KDP stands for Kindle Direct Publishing, and it's Amazon's platform in which you can upload books to Amazon. So surprisingly, if you go to Amazon and search for a particular type of book, you'll find, you know, all the books are listed. And a lot of those are print on demand. So, you know, you think you're buying, you know, a physical book that's stored in Amazon. But what's actually happening is um, you order that book. And Amazon is printing that book out and then sending it to you. So the idea behind this business model uh, with KDP Publishing 
is that you um, publish those types of books that are print on demand. So basically, it involves uploading uh, a cover design and you upload the interior design. And so that gets stored on the Amazon servers. And you have to put in uh, title, subtitle, description, keywords, and then you, g you give it a price. And then that just goes on to Amazon. Amazon publish it. And then when people search for it, again, it just looks like a, no a normal book on their listings. Yep. And when someone does it, Amazon prints it out, sends it to them. So prior to this, I was doing Amazon FBA with used books. Mm. So sending in all these used books all the time and they were sitting there as stock in Amazon. But the beauty of this business model, which I like, is that there's no stock. It's just digital files that Amazon are, are holding. Um, so you're not having to you know, pay for inventory. You're not having to pay for storage costs at the Amazon warehouse. Um, yeah. And once your, your book's uploaded, theoretically, it can just stay there for, forever as long as Amazon's in business. Yeah. And one thing that's cool about it is it kind of reminds me of the backstory of merch by Amazon where it started as a, yeah. as a way for Amazon's app store, which I don't think really ever took off. Uh, right. I think, yeah, it was for app developers to sell merch for their apps. Yeah, and yeah, eventually yeah. Chris Green, I think was the first person that everybody I think has heard of that was like, hold up. What if you don't have an app, but you just start selling T-shirts on Amazon and they do all the work and we just get paid a royalty. And then next thing you know, he's made a bunch of people, probably millionaires, if you were yeah. early, early on. And yeah. uh, this kind of reminds me of that because I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know firsthand um, how KDP started, but I imagine it was them thinking inside the box like, oh, yeah, book writers, authors, you know. They'll yeah. come here and they'll write novels and then we'll sell the novels. But then, of course, someone gets creative with it and says, well, hold up. What if we just uploaded like lined paper interiors and, yeah. you know, wrote funny covers that you can sell as like office gag gifts or, you know, put a unicorn on it and make it like a birthday present for a young girl or something. Yeah. I mean, the first time I heard of KDP was was in 2013, around about 2000, December 2013. And, um, my job, I was working full time about four or five days a week and it was for the government and suddenly work went down to four days a month. And I was like, ah, you know, got bills to pay, mortgage to pay. Mm -hmm. So I went online because I've always been interested in earning money online and doing various things. And I decided to publish sh short stories. Um, and from that December for about six months, I published short stories. And actually, one of them made quite a lot of money. But Amazon then uh, changed their royalty um, system, how they pay the royalties down. Because it used to be you got a percentage of your book, mm -hmm. and then they changed it to number of pages read. And for a lot of publishers, income just went down, and it was the same for me. So when I came across this business model, I was already familiar with it, and it was like a light bulb moment. Of course, it was obvious. You know, it was just, uh, you know, you don't have to sit there and write, 17,000 words you can just create something and publish it literally within hours I mean if you've got the interior file you can just do the cover and you know you could publish yep. within you know, half an hour really once you're into the system um yeah so I mean yeah it's just a bit of a light bulb moment and in terms of low content books if you look a lot at a lot of them on on Amazon it seems like most of them are only being published since about 2016-17 so it's quite a new yeah new thing Probably similar to merch. I think that started in six, 2016 as well, didn't it? 
think. I think it might have been end of 15, if I remember correctly. Oh, all right, okay. I, I I could be wrong, but I know it was 16, 15-ish, right, right early 16 maybe. Yeah, because I think I was about a year behind. I started 2017, the time of the eclipse, because I did loads of eclipse T-shirts. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time where I was like, man, if so, like you heard the story of that one kid who sold all the glasses and actually had it done correctly and had yeah. enough inventory and he made like millions and millions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, man, I got to start thinking outside the box. And then this year happened. And, you know, with the coronavirus and everything, I was way ahead of like most people, definitely the mainstream as far as like researching it, because the school I, I teach at a university in you yeah. know where I live and uh, this one kid, I mean, I don't know the kid, but they said that he might have it, you know, he's straight out of Wuhan. And we have a lot of international students. And so like, I had to research it. And I was thinking like, this is my eclipse moment. This is my eclipse <laughs> moment. But then they were saying like, countries were stopping exports back in February, even though the mainstream media wasn't talking about it. Like they were stopping exports of like all the drug precursors, the masks, you knew it was going to be something serious. So I couldn't get the masks and I kind of missed out on. Yeah. From an FBA perspective, but also Amazon, they wouldn't let people list those products anyways. They literally shut it down. So it was good that I didn't drop a bunch of money in that. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a feeling something would go wrong there, but, um, yeah, with KDP. Yeah. So now that we've covered the basics, I really wanted to ask you about like where you're getting your interiors from. Cause I'm personally like, I don't like to spend time building out my own outside of like maybe like funny cover pages. I like yeah. to use the pre made ones. So where are you going for your interiors? Or are you making them? I make them. I make them all myself in um, Adobe Illustrator. Mm. So, and I, I just go online, I go onto Amazon, look at what other people are producing see what's good see what's not as good and then sort of create something that you know looks pretty good i mean they're minus a really basic i mean it's just a literally you know these sorts of books are just tables so i've got lines that i just join together right type of thing um some of them take it you know a little while to produce but really it's so simple and because i've, I've created them now in illustrator it's very easy to modify each one for a different type yep. of book so you know might have one in accounting or you know various types of ledgers, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, most of them I create myself. If I do, the ones that I have used that are pre-made are all off tangent templates. I don't know if yep. you're familiar with that. Yeah, you have an account. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, those are really good. And, in fact, my best-selling book is is a tangent template. Interior. Really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, technically so are mine, but I added a cover page and then – but, yeah. And they're really good quality. And and, they, and again, you can edit those as well. They, 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 they make them so that you can download the the sort of um, Illustrator file, a vector file, and then just, you know. But these interiors, are, you can edit them in PowerPoint, Keynote, Illustrator, yeah. Photoshop. They're that easy. I've done some videos on uh, Bose Publishing. If you've heard of uh, Luke Bose, he does like really nice KDP generators for interiors. And they're mainly in PowerPoint. And it's crazy. What, like all the crazy different puzzles you can make and stuff like that. I'll um, not come across. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's it's really good stuff. I mean, he's like a KDP wizard, man. It's it's really impressive. Luke Bose, B O S E B O W E S. He's got like a, a PowerPoint. Like, yeah, you should you should talk to him. I'll connect you too because um, it'd be relevant for your channel and your viewers for sure. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask: when you make an interior, on average, how many books or how many books do you aim to create? Like, how many listings from one interior? Um. It's normally about four. Okay. Four. Yeah, it'll be four. Um, I have, yeah, it's normally, 
I have my standard cover and then I have a variation in a couple of colors, um, uh, slightly different design. And then I have one cover that appeals to, to females. So it'll be a sort of a pink cover. Gotcha. And that's all I do. Yeah. For, but to be honest, out of those four, it's always the same interior on all the books that I've produced that, that, that sells. And I think that's one of the secrets is just create, just keep creating. Don't get too bogged down in all the little details and, you know, all the right. keyword. They're important, but don't get too bogged down in them. Same with the categories. People seem to fuss too much. I, I agree 100%, by the way. A couple of, character, you know, categories, you know, that are vaguely vaguely applicable i i agree so much man like i think one of the biggest threats to any business is is that same thing of like paralysis by over analysis it, it's yeah. so easy to sweat the back end keywords on a listing and it's like your time you're, if you're trying to make money if that's your end goal reverse engineer how you got there where you made the most money and it's probably not yeah. from sweating some back end keyword decision it's probably from spending less time doing that and more time creating another book yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the titles and subtitles are important. Yeah. The seven word boxes, not as much. Categories, not as much. And it's the same with the author names. People get too really, you know, bogged down with the, the author names and should they use keywords. Uh, I don't in any of mine. And I just, I say, I just concentrate on the produ production of these videos, uh, of these books, uh, which is, a, you know, most important thing. And I think if you start to produce more, you'll suddenly come across something that does work. And you think, ah, I'll replicate that in another type of book. And, and then you'll start to make sort of regular sales. Yeah, I love that approach too. I take that approach with like t-shirts, coffee yeah. mugs, whatever we're talking about. I do the same thing. And it's like if, you know, I'm just drawing from my year of experience at this point, but yeah. like I put a lot up, but the primary sales, because Amazon is one of those marketplaces where it's like, you get a sale, your, increase, your rank increases, you get yeah. another sale. Oh, look, you're ranking even better now. And it's like, if you can just have yeah. a couple creep up in good niches to yeah. towards the top, like the amount of money you make is really just a function of how many people are going and buying. And if it's a lot of people, you can make a lot of money. Like I had two books that made um, a thousand each when I had my 3,500 in 10 weeks, like two books made up 2,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I've got about 2,400 books and really most of my sales come from about 20 of those, um, you know, and I think that's where you need to try with the volume, quality, but volume, and then you'll find a, a, something that works. And like, you know, probably with your, your merch, you've, you've probably got a formula that you notice, ah, there's a pattern here and, you know, this works and you can just repeat it. And I think that's, mm -hmm. just, that's the situation you've got to get into. But, and um, I want that's a good time to ask too, like because with merch, when you <laughs> when you're successful, what tends to happen is you go to sleep and then you wake up the next day and there's three more people with like your exact keywords and close to the exact design or sometimes the exact design. Are you seeing a lot of people like ripping you off with your KDP print on demand books in that same way? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, not the covers because you know if people are going to click on the books it comes down to the cover you know obviously you've got to use the keywords to to get in front of people's eyeballs you know initially um but i've had people not copy the covers entirely but look very similar mm -hmm. um, but they never seem to do quite as well because you've already got you know by the time they see you by the time your book's ranking there and it's staying up there you've you've got the sales history you've got the hopefully some reviews yep. and it's very difficult for them to play catch up 
I'm not sure what it's like in merch. I can imagine it's a bit more more difficult. For There's people. more room in merch, in my mind, oftentimes for price undercutting. Like with yeah. KDP, I feel like it's. I mean, I don't know. I, I wanted to. I've been wanting to ask you, like, what do you normally price your books at without a review and then with reviews? Uh, six dollars ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Same. We're on the same page. And yeah, I do have a lot at seven ninety nine, um, and I'll have a look and see what books are you know in that particular niche what they're selling for. And I do have a couple that sell well at seven ninety nine, but I'd say ninety percent six dollars ninety nine. And it is difficult for people to undercut you because. You know, once you get to five ninety nine and below, your profit nothing in it, yeah. And yeah, exactly. Whereas merch, I think there's a bit more more profit in it. You and can yeah, you can get five bucks merch, a sale, yeah. Yeah, and thing is with merch, I mean, it all does come down to the design, doesn't it? Whereas with books, I mean, yes, it's partly the design, um, but I know you know merch is more way more visual than I think than than books. So I think it's a tougher market. You know, for yeah. people ripping you off. Uh, but yeah, I've had people, you know, copy the exact um, title, subtitle, descriptions, and produce a similar book. But they seem to appear and then just disappear after a while. Really? Okay. And I wanted to ask, like, when you have a review, what do you bump the price to? Because I usually just up it by a dollar and just go to seven ninety five, seven ninety nine. No, I normally keep it at the same price. I've never, okay. I've never, never thought of doing that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know if there's a better way. I go to like my author page because I publish usually under the same pen name and I just, yeah. I feel like you can sort by reviews on the, yeah, on that page. So then, cause I have a couple thousand listings as well. And so it's like, how do I find the reviews? But, um, yeah. that's usually what I do. And then I go and just update the price. And you still get the sales They continue. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be wrong in this approach. I mean, it's, I guess it depends, but in general on Amazon, I feel like you get a review um, you've already got sales velocity, so hopefully you're ranked, and then you know yeah, you, yeah. you pop in search results next to listings that don't have reviews that are in the same niche. Even yeah. if it's a low review, I'll still up the price usually. Ah, interesting. I might uh, have a look at that. I know on um, it's quite interesting. I attended a webinar on Book Bolts last week, and there's a tool in there where you can see the the best sellers ranks and how it varies with sales price. And when authors were reducing the sale price. The best sellers rank just went up. They just lost sales, and as soon as they increased crazy. the price, the you know they started making sales again. And I've noticed that because I'm in a niche where. Wait, I did you mean that reverse, or did you mean that reverse? Yeah. Like, yeah, do you mean like price. low price more sales? Lower price, less sales. Wait, isn't that weird? Yeah, well, I think it's you know from Amazon's point of view, if they know they can get sales from your book, and you increase the price, they know. I suppose are they making? But well, yeah, they, they make, make more money. Yeah, it's dynamic. Their their fee is dynamic, so they make more yeah. money when we when we make more. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense that they would push your book a bit more if it was more expensive. And one of the niches I am in, I'm yeah about a dollar more expensive than all the other books on that first page. Yet my book's number one with more reviews. It seems as though, and I started to think, well, whether. Yeah, they push your book if you're selling it I mean, slightly. Pricing more. psychology too is a real thing. If you're the most expensive one, like even if they're all built made equal from the customer persona who has no clue what KDP is, they may think, oh, it's only a dollar more to get the best, you know, the premium option that's a dollar more. Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I say people, customers don't know that they're all 
KDP books. You know, they're just mm-hmm. they're just all different books to them. So yeah, they can you know see something a bit more expensive and it equates to quality. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Paul, this is going on about 20 minutes, which is the sweet spot for most of my interviews. Is there anything you'd like to leave my audience with as far as like KDP or do you have like a playlist on your channel, for instance? Like I have one on my channel. Do you have anything that um, you would want to send them to to get started with KDP? Yeah, well, I'm just about to put a lot of my videos into playlists. So, you know, those that sort of getting started, those who want to create activity books. Um, so, yeah, go along and I say Hopefully within the next day, they should be all be in playlists. And I think the thing is, yeah, just I've got a few videos on how to get started, how to create a cover for free, how to create the interiors. But, you know, you can get most interiors free now online, places like Book Bolts, that type of thing. Um, and I think the secret is you just got to dip your toe in the water. Don't get too worried about the details. Just start producing. Uh, and you know yeah. things will work i like out. that advice kdp has yeah. a lot of moving parts like more than merch you know and it's like yeah. you gotta I, in my mind it's like sit down have at least let's just say to start kdp with no knowledge of it give yourself like three hours minimum yeah maybe more and just because the upload process is probably the longest one i've ever seen for anything print yeah. on demand and uh yeah it's just I, I remember i dedicated a weekend to it and just went all in and came out feeling yeah. good though you know yeah yeah no it's good when you when you publish that first book and you think wow i've got a book i've published it i'm an author on amazon mm-hmm. um, but yeah stick with the the line journals i think to start with just do the plain line journals get used to the whole system and then start to look at uh, you know other types of log books activity books i think a big one over the next few months is going to be the homeschooling type activity books yeah it's going to be huge because I suspect we're we'll probably going to another lockdown again, and and then parents are going to be buying these handwriting books, story journals, activity books for kids at home. Uh, they'll be big. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. And also, I mean, you know, check out Amazon Ignite if you've never heard of it because they kind of go hand in hand. You could probably double dip there, sell on Ignite. Ignite is like digital education resources. Yeah. Um, and then you know, just double honestly, double dip and sell it as a KDP interior too. I like I like more coverage. So. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's only available to to US customers at the moment. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also put these these interiors, particularly the activity type ones uh, for kids, on things like Etsy as well. They sell well. If you can, teachers pay teachers too. If it's an educational resource, I mean, that's yeah. a good place for selling teacher resources or educational resources. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Excellent. All right, Paul. Well, hey, thank you so much for being here. And uh, I'm everybody, if you haven't checked out his channel, I'm going to put a link at the top of the description. And it's a great place to go for everything KDP. So show him some love. And uh, Paul, thank you again for being here, man. Well, it's been, it's been great chatting to you. Thank you very much.